Alright, ripping the bandit off. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, are you prepared? No one's prepared. You've got to be prepared for episode 64 of NerdPod Generations. As always, I am one of your hosts, Steve Taylor, with the lovely Al Jetsum. I wasn't ready. You're uh, ready for this, buddy. No. You're ready for I, this? I'm ready for this. I wasn't ready for... Hello, friends and enemies. I wasn't ready for the subject matter. This is and... going to be a very unique episode, ladies and gentlemen, because this is our, our second big TV extravaganza, because we're going to be talking about... The final three episodes, including the season finale of Miss Marvel, the final two episodes, including the season finale of Strange New Worlds, and uh, the second part, episodes one and two, of season four of Stranger Things. We're going to be starting the way we always start with what we've been watching, playing, reading, which is going to be a positive. There is going to be a crater of a negative, and it is going to end on an extremely positive note. So... I hope you are ready. It's not even a roller coaster. No. This is a complete peak valley peak yeah. of a show. The best illustration I can give is it's like someone has poured scalding hot water on me. Yes. And I just have to deal with the burn until I get through talking about Miss Marvel. And then someone is going to apply generous amounts of ointment and painkillers. I'm not putting ointment on you. No, but but like metaphorically yes, speaking. metaphorical ointment. Metaphorically I'll speaking. metaphorical ointment on uh, Nurse Chapel's going to come by and oh, you give me the bird. doe eyes. You and dirty, dirty Everything's going to be better. You got Spock ears on underneath oh that headset, don't you? Jesus well, ladies and gentlemen, God. episode 64, NerdPod Generations. If this is your first time listening to us, please go back and listen to our back catalog. It is 63 episodes of pure gold, including two episodes a couple uh, shows back that had to deal with everything Lord of the Rings and uh, the Hobbit, and then this past episode was our uh, re- reaction review to Thor: Love and Thunder, which totally have to listen to this before you go see that movie. Uh, I don't even care. It's Every... face splat after face splat on Marvel Boulevard. Yes, Marvel is taking a big loss in our opinion. Uh. Um, we are a big nerd centric podcast we deal with anything pop culture movies video games comic books tv shows you name it today once again it's a big tv episode we also have a youtube channel nerdpod generations on youtube.com go in look at our videos we have a lot of um, video reviews of, of current movies old movies I'm actually going to do a reaction review to the Dungeons and Dragons trailer because I have not watched it yet. Oh, good, because I watched it tonight. Yeah, so you'll. See, I'm going to send that to you uh, either tonight or tomorrow. A reaction review to that. I'm kind of mm. interested in that. Mm. Um, we I. have a lot. We have a lot of content, is what I'm saying, folks. So make sure to give us a look, see anywhere. Let all your friends know we are boosting our brand. We are become the greatest thing since Amazon.com. We're going to be billionaires in the next five years. I'm calling it right now and yes i've had a lot of coffee so i'm going to be talking very fast today if we do become billionaires which god willing we will be yes god's willing we will be after, yes after last week yes um uh gandalf be praised i played a gandalf yes i i swear to god i'm not gonna make spaceships i'm gonna actually fix the world because yes. <laughs> lord knows it needs someone needs to do it i'm gonna buy disney and fire everyone making movies oh god because I cannot wait. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wait to uh, we're gonna wait to get to the tears. So first, we're gonna start off with the thing we like to start off with, yeah. which is what have you been watching, playing, reading? And you said you had one. I'm gonna let you start, and then I'm gonna go into mine real quick. Yeah, this is gonna be a, a quick off segment because there's a lot of pain. <laughs> so I I wanted to talk about the fact that the spectacular Spider-Man has finally dropped on Netflix, and it I I just wanna I gotta watch that. I just wanna boost it out there because. It is seriously in my top three all-time TV shows. It is by far 
by a, a grand, grand distance, the best interpretation of Peter Parker I've seen, period. There is just period. I guess Into the Spider-Verse comes close mm. because of the Peter Parker dynamic in that. But I just, I really want to, especially like anybody who's younger or has younger kids who like Marvel stuff, fucking have them watch Spectacular Spider-Man because it shows you what a Spider-Man story should be and it makes Homecoming look like a goddamn joke. It It's hilarious compared to Spectacular mm. Spider-Man, which does its own adaptative changes, which I like all of them. Mm. I think they're all really strong. So, But I love mm. it. It's a great adaptation of a lot of elements of the story. Yeah, if you if you are looking for some kind of Spider-Man stuff, if God knows you don't have enough. No, seriously. <laughs> this is one that is well worth your time. And it has a great voice cast. So... It, which Sony's knocking it out of the park with the animated side. Mm-hmm. It's live action that is taking a loss right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. hopefully they continue with the animated. Cannot wait for Into the Spider-Verse, the second one. Oh my god. Cannot wait for that's that. The, that's the beacon in Gondor that I'm just like, I'm just walking towards. Yeah. I'm just like, get me there. Just keep going in that direction. It doesn't matter how much garbage you have to sift through in the meantime. Just get to that and you'll be fine. Yeah. I may have high expectations of this film, which maybe oh, it's, it's going to be no, it's going to be light years. I, I, think, I can't wait. I, can't I hope wait. it is. I really hope it is. So recently, I watched uh, the first two episodes of a show called The Pentaverate. Oh on yes, this is Mike the Myers. Mike Myers horrible show. Yeah, it didn't. Mike look Myers good. has definitely jumped the shark. But for those of you who are unaware, one of his first movies he ever made was So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, with him and Nancy Travis. The Pentaverate was actually a conspiracy theory that his character as the Scottish father talks about in that show. Oh, that's oh there's a place called the Pentaverate, and they have all these rich people, and he says, like, the Queen and Colonel Sanders and all these people are part of it. And that's where he got the idea for the show. He's like, well, let me just take this line I wrote and turn it into a show, like, yeah. 25 years later or whatnot. It would because be clever that, if the show though, was good. Exactly. Because of how bad the TV show was, though, I went back for the first time in a very long time. I watched So I Married an Axe Murderer. God, I forgot how good that movie is. Is it good? It is so... Have you never seen it? I've never seen oh it. Oh, my God. I love the Austin Powers movies, mm-hmm. especially Goldmember. I've told you before, it's one of my favorite. This might be better, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because it's not all just him being a super goofball. Like, it's an actual romantic comedy with some of his goofy humor. Mm-hmm. Him playing the Scottish dad... Absolutely hysterical. Easily the best character he's ever created. And it's definitely, I think he said it, it's, you know, when he voiced Fat Bastard, mm-hmm. he just thought back to when he did, because it sounds like the exact same character. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's amazing. I highly, highly recommend it. So I Married an Ex-Murder. It's got Anthony LaPaglia, Nancy Travis, like I said, and Amanda Plummer, who plays her sister, who I won't give away anything in it, but... She's the actual ex-murderer? I don't want... Well, I don't want to say it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Hint, yeah. hint, hint, spoiler, wink, wink. Ah. Um, great movie. If you have not seen it, I am thinking of if I can fit it into my list of backlog of retro reviews I'm going to do, I, I might do one because I just watched it yesterday. So it's kind of fresh in my mind. Yeah. But we'll, I'll, I'll foresee on that. But So I Married an Axe Murderer. Highly recommend. The Patavarit. Do not watch it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's bad. dog shit. It's, I saw that it has some not egregious, but not good. CGI errors in it. Oh, yeah. Just not. And, like, it's just he's... The problem with his later movies is he's over... 
overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Like, started with the love guru. Yeah. And it's just like, you're just overdoing it, man. You're trying too hard. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing that came with the Austin Powers movie is it was a little over the top in the first one, but then he didn't push it too much, especially with his characters. Mm-hmm. Like, the side characters, like, oh, yeah, number two, be Rob Lowe as the younger version and all that, and you have Mini-Me. Those were fine because they were separate. Fat Bastard, he was funny just because, and same with Goldmember, but he didn't overdo how many characters he was doing. Mm-hmm. Where the Pentaverty's doing, like, Nine I think he's million. doing six characters or something like yeah. that. And so it's shitty. Don't I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah. Him and Eddie Murphy, they gotta play every role in Oh, God. Movies. I don't get I, it. They gotta stop. I don't get it. But they just need to be funny yeah. for one character. Try and be funny first, exactly. and then do nine roles where you get to be different forms of funny. Speaking of funny, are you ready to rumble, sir? No, I'm... I, okay. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about episodes five and six. No, four, four five, and five. six. Oh, we got to go through of four, Marvel. five, and now, six. Oh, Jesus. Before we get into this oh, Christ. discussion, let me start by saying... The cultural parts of the show are fantastic. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. So our complete trashing and bashing of this show Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with anything about the Islamic culture. No. In any way, shape, or form. Because I loved those parts. I appreciated those parts. That was by far the highlight of the show. Exactly. I think that was the one thing from the comics that they really nailed. Her character... By and large, but I think by getting her powers mixed up with something else, it, yes. it destroyed an element of her character. So before I hand it over to you, yeah. because this one you're going to destroy the microphone on. Oh, God. I just, I'm just going to give my quick opinion, because yeah. I have been checked out of this show since the beginning. Yeah, I, you didn't like it in the first place. Well, and I didn't like it in the first place, and I still believe it was not made for guys our age, mm-hmm. even though... They're tying it into the MCU, so it needs to be part of canon and part of this whole streamline of the series. Oh, the, that's that's an interesting term, part of canon. Yeah, exactly. That's an interesting This idea. series, the biggest, other than breaking with canon and changing powers, it was such a disjointed show mm-hmm. that there were times, and now mind you, I love Inception. Mm-hmm. I was never lost in that movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Tenet. Never lost in that movie. I was lost in Tenet about 10 minutes. There were parts of this show where I'm like, I have no freaking idea what the hell is going on. The tone changed. The scene changed. Everything changed without any kind of like break in the action. And I must say, as much as I hate this show, yeah. and I hate it, I still put it half a notch above Obi-Wan because of the cultural parts that I enjoyed. The parts, Where Obi-Wan, I hated every bit of that show. Yeah, the the cultural parts, I really can't stress this enough, the cultural parts, just like in the comics, are really, really good. Because they're well done, they're, they're well thought out. They're heartfelt and yes. honest, and yes. you get to see this other side that you hear about but never get to see. You get to see it now. You get to see how these uh, Muslim people are treated by the U.S. government. Yes. And how they come to be expected to be treated by the U.S. government and the way that family overarchs and See, everything. I think that was the big thing is because you see them, they're wearing the proper clothing yeah, and you see them, they're just a normal family. Yeah. And how many Americans, you know, see a Muslim man, a Muslim woman in their traditional clothing mm-hmm. and say, oh, they must be so different and they probably do this and that. It's like, mm-hmm. no, they're... Normal people. They like Bon Jovi. They like Bon Jovi. The mother ran off with Bon Jovi. Yeah. It was like a groupie. And it's like, 
just the conversations they have and and the, the interactions between family members and and the interactions between the the members and the leadership of the mosque and it's like it just was such a breath of fresh air yeah. of taking because sometimes you see a lot of these shows of where they're trying to say okay we're we're trying to expand a certain culture to a broader audience yeah so we're gonna make it as much like white culture as possible mm-hmm. where this one's like no we're gonna show you our culture bare bones this is how we live mm-hmm. and you're just gonna have to in Enjoy it, not enjoy it. There are probably a lot of people that turned it off because they didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. I thought that was by far, in a way, the strongest element. There were still some parts of it that I was kind of confused by. I, I, I don't even know where to start. Okay, what do you want to say? When you said, I don't know where to start, I was going to say, uh, she's a mutant? Do you want to start there? Oh, my God, no. That, that's, <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. That, I can't. We it's need to... So- we need to get there. That's. I've been waiting for 24 hours almost to say those words to you. 22 hours. I've been. I, I stopped when they said that. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, I cannot wait to mention that to Al because he's going to blow his head off. I. They did the jingle and everything. Like, they were so clever. And I just was like, you think this is okay? You think that this makes up for everything? First. Okay, we, we have to build to it because there's too much. There's too much. Okay, let me start with the plot because that way I can at least kind of sort through things. Yes. So episode four has Kamala and her mother going to Pakistan in order to talk to her grandmother, which I get it. Her grandma specifically requested that she come, but also she's supposed to be like super duper grounded. Uh-huh. So like, and and they just suddenly got tickets. I, I you know I don't. I just found that interesting as a, as a starting. So she goes to Pakistan. There's some culture shock elements, and then she goes to the train station where her grandma first came into the country, and she meets this dude who is throwing daggers, which mm. don't look like daggers. They look more like those ninja kunai things. I, whatever, fine. Mm. So he's red dagger. We got the name. That was the cheesiest. We got thing. the name, kids. We got the name. So Red Dagger is apparently part of this ancient uh, crusade, this ancient group, because everybody is. Where have they been? Who knows? Doesn't matter. So he's part of this ancient crusade that's working against the clandestine. So that, yeah. that they're the if the clandestine are Hydra, they're Shield. They're they're the opposite end of the the spectrum, the other side of the coin, and they because. And this is where things start to fall apart because now we've gone from the culture, which is well done, to the superhero stuff, which is unilaterally not well done. No, uh, not at all. The fight scenes are terrible, awful, awful. I love that. Quick tangent. I love that Marvel is doing this thing, and it makes me really angry. It it makes me really really mad. Where part of the, the, the point of the show is to build up to the reveal of the costume, mm. but the, that means that they don't get their fucking costume until episode six, and it keeps on happening. And it made sense in Falcon Winter Soldier when he got a new costume because he became Captain America. Mm. Yes. There it made sense. That makes sense. We yes. can all agree that makes sense. 
But then Hawkeye, we have to wait the entire fucking season for them to get costumes. And then Miss Marvel, we have to wait the entire fucking season for them to get costumes. I'm so grateful that She-Hulk is basically a costume just by being herself. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I would believe that she was not going to turn into She-Hulk until the last fucking episode. Because that's just how they're doing shit. Okay. Uh, we're going to get to the last episode. Uh, we're building, baby. Okay. We're building. So, so because her great-grandmother, who is this Jin being, which I want to remind everybody of because that's going to come up later, mm-hmm. because she's part Jin, which I really want to stress has been the MacGuffin that allows her to do all this shit the entire time. They keep on referencing that that's what allows her to do all this shit and what her connection is to her powers and how she is able to everything. Can't even. So the the red daggers explain the entire history of the djinn to her in a classic Marvel diorama mm-hmm. uh, with complete with special map and full CGI hologram. It, it, you know, whatever. I I think that this is impossibly more difficult than just calling her an inhuman. I think. If your concern was that you were calling a Muslim woman inhuman, Mm -hmm. I think all the fans would be like, no, but that's the name of the race. They'd be like getting upset because you called someone an elf. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, fine, whatever, you've changed it. And now this is the episode where we have to just dive in and and dig deep on the lore that they have decided to replace her lore with. Mm -hmm. Here comes lore dump. It's stupid. It's infinitely stupid. Super dumb. And it's it's basically the upside down. It's a parallel dimension that runs exactly copy to ours, but not. And everything's made out of light. And if they open this hole, then their world will just overwhelm our world. So they can't open this hole. What hole? Oh, well, God, I, I almost forgot. We have to go to the damage control oh. penitentiary. I don't know which is worse. The fact that there are prisons for this in the Marvel canon that you decided not to use. Or the idea that if you had used them, you would have fucked them up so bad that it's better that you didn't use them at all. I don't know which is worse. Yeah. But that's where we are. None. 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 They make this big deal of enhanced. None of the prisons. I would have taken the big house. Man, I would have taken anything. I I admittedly would not have taken Prison 42. That's off limits. Mm. That's a thing that we need to build to when we get Reed Richards involved, and we will. It's unfortunately not going to be for another 12 years, but I'd rather you didn't fuck it up here. Mm -hmm. Any of them. There's so many of them. Any of them. I would have taken Rikers. I would have taken Rikers. I'm not picky, man. Like, come on. Give me something. Give me something. No. (laughs) The Department of Damage Control facility, and they break out and effectively teleport to Pakistan. Yeah. At which time, they break up the party that I was just describing where they're going over Kamala's history. And there's a five-minute chase scene that is only slightly better than the biker mice from Mars chase scene oh, it's so bad. in Boba Fett. It's, it's better in the sense that it's not as awful, but it's not great. Yeah, I like the point where they had to bust the tuk-tuk in half so it was just one wheel, and then it crashed immediately. So I was just like, well, whatever we're doing, fine, fine, whatever, it's fine. Oh, really quick, I can't forget that there's an elder to the Red Daggers, and he, for some reason, knows all this shit and immediately wants to tell it to Kamala. And, like, that's his entire purpose, is to come in as a one-episode, really half-episode, Obi-Wan Kenobi, 
to be like, I know all this history. Yeah. And it, it was just so fucking <clears throat> pointless because this character had literally nothing else about him yeah. that was interesting. There was nothing. And for being this, like, ancient warrior type, he dies super fast. Immediately. Yeah. And, like, I get it. He's sacrificing himself so he can keep them safe. It's just stupid. If she had... If she knew how to use her powers, which, God willing, because I've read the comics, <laughs> she learns pretty quick. Yeah. She has enough control here to do what she does. She seems to gain more and more control every episode, which is fine. That's a fine build. Why not just have her have her regular powers? I just... Fine. Whatever. You know what? I'm getting distracted from the point. What's the point? The point is that the episode ends with the hole that they've been trying to avoid just suddenly appearing. And this was the moment where I agree with your wife. Where I'm like, was I not paying attention? Did something happen? No. No. It's not explained. It just suddenly appears at the exact place where their chase ends. Where they're going to make their last stand, the portal just appears. And it, there's nothing. There's no summoning. There's no magic. There's no nothing. There's nothing. They don't even use their powers for anything. There's nothing. There's no and reason for it. it's not just the appearance. The disappearance then is like, okay, so it disappears because she sends powers well, we gotta, to her son? We gotta get to that. I know. Because... I just, Turns out, was... funny story, the, they, they finally gave us the reason why they gave her a stupid bangle instead of just, you know, having powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to do stupid shit. They want to do the flashback. some really stupid cosmic shit, like have her travel in time. Yes. Like physically actually travel in time because the bangle allows her to travel in time. Okay. And it's to a fixed point in her history. History that she has to go to. Okay. And she's summoned by her great-grandma, sort of? I... Why? What is this? Because you implied that it was a Cree bangle, which is a very specific thing. Yes. Okay? It's... Deep calm down. Deep breaths. The Cree have... Yes. ...their own power bracers. They have infinite number of things that they do. None of them are time travel, okay? And none of them are tapping into your genetic potential. I know this because the entire point of the Kree is that they have no ability to evolve anymore, so they've started waging wars on other... Like, literally, the entire point is that they're trying to find a way to continue the evolution of their race because they've stopped evolving. They genetically can't evolve anymore. That's why they kidnap humans. I cannot stress this enough. It makes no sense for them to have a device that supposedly works based on your genetic code. Fine. Whatever. So it sends her back in time. And she, we get this very good, again, the culture stuff, excellent. 10 out of 10, knock out of the park. Mm. Great stuff for the first third of the episode. Including, I really like the newsreel footage and all that stuff. Like, I thought the, the beginning of that episode, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Great shit. The moment we get back to the superhero stuff, <laughs> it completely falls apart again. And she suddenly fulfills her purpose in the past. And By is, saving her grandmother. Yeah, and, and she's immediately teleported back to where she was. Yes. And, like, I guess a, a, the force of her falling into this pit was enough that it knocked everybody over, but she returned to the exact moment that she left. Yes. So we still have to deal with this veil that's opening right here for reasons of plot, because we gotta just deal with it right now. So the... <laughs> The 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 Jin 
decide, oh, we're just going to go into the portal. And every time they touch it, they turn into glass and then bones. Like, they, they just yeah. dissolve. Which And the part that infuriated me about that is, for anyone that watched Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., whenever you were dealing with a Kree artifact that showed a person if they were inhuman or not, uh-huh. they would turn into, like, a glass like that. And if they weren't inhuman, they would disintegrate just like they did in this. So I'm like... Well, now I'm confused. Are you doing teratogenesis or not? What are we doing? That's what it's... And it was like... And I even said that to my... Because my wife, Audrey, and I used to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She goes, that reminds me of what they did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, where whenever an inhuman went through that metamorphosis, if they survived, they were inhuman. If they didn't, they were just mortal. And yeah. they died. And I'm like, that is the same fucking it's thing. It's the same fucking thing. So you're doing teratogenesis. I saw this as an article. But you're calling them too. freaking But you're not gin. You're not doing inhumans. You you keep on insisting you're not doing inhumans. Yeah. Also, by the way, the other thing that makes me crazy since we're talking about the djinn is what is their power rank? What is their scaling here? They don't do anything. Because they talk about how Kamala doesn't have super strength until she does. Yeah. And Kamala can't do this and whatever. And yet the, the djinn seem to have infinite life yeah they they don't regen but they have infinite strength because the guy just keeps on plowing people across the room with a single blow like he's fucking thor and you know like so i'm just confused by the power set that the jinn have and why kamala doesn't seem to have any of those same power sets yeah okay but that's fine we don't need to get into that because the jinn are gone they're dead they're out of the story they're done we're done with that the, the veil closes and we're done because the leader of the Jinn goes to the veil and is like, I'm going to touch it. And then Kamala's like, don't, your son. And she's like, I left my son. And she's like, but you should still stay for him. And she's like, well, I guess I'm the only one that can close it. And so she touches it and then dies. And then the veil closes and then Kamran gets powers. I That was easily the stupidest, most confusing thing. It made thing. No I was like, sense. who the fuck did she send him abilities? What the fuck? Yeah. What the actual fuck is this? Because now you just seem to think that because this is a... You're doing that thing. You're doing the Schumacher. I see you. I see you doing the Schumacher. You think that because this is a comic book, the rules don't matter. No, you fucking moron. This is a comic book in the 21st century, you idiot. So yes, the rules are incredibly important and they definitely matter. We get into massive fights over them. Because they're so fucking important. Yeah. And you just... Kamran has powers now. And somehow, damage control finds out immediately and sends a drone after him. I I don't understand damage control as a conceptual idea. I, I understand what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be shield. But they're not. Yeah. They're fantastically not. And because they're not the FBI, they're just supposed to be this nameless, faceless government agency... Which is so stupid. It's just so stupid because damage control is just for cleanup. Cleanup is their entire thing. That's all damage control ever was supposed to do. And now they're shield. And now they have security facilities. Mm. And they have secret agents. And they have drones everywhere that are like the drones that Mysterio used. Which is kind of weird. And I wonder why nobody has brought that up yet. So they blow up the Circle Q. Because of course they do. Because why not? <laughs> Drama. We're, we're the fucking damage control, bitch. We can do whatever we want. Oh, excuse me. The Department of Damage Control. And, like, this thing that bothered me about the whole Circle Q exploding thing. It took her friend calling her later on the next day to tell Kamala that the Circle Q exploded. For her to find out. 
that's a major thing that's her family and her probably would have heard prior to that. And episode six makes a big deal out of social media. Yes. Thank you very much. So I'm just So saying, when I'm like, that's how she finds out? Yeah. No one in her family heard anything about this major event happening with a person that's part of their family, pretty much, Bruno, mm-hmm. who's looked at as like one of their sons, and his home explodes, and everyone's like, oh, let's talk about fun, and what are we doing? Oh, you're the sparkle girl. Ooh. Mom told Dad, and Dad... Oh, my God, that stupid joke. That like, was dumb. Like, there were elements of it that were fine, and I thank the gods, because we were talking about it in episode three. The clear and obvious answer is to tell your fucking parents... Clear and obvious answers to tell your parents. Yes. And so they they did it, but it's a Marvel show, so they couldn't do it till episode six. Yeah. Even though it helped the plot be much more streamlined and make much more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, also, her mom finds out that she's Miss Marvel in Pakistan. Yeah. Which her grandma always knew, but and her mom just... I'm really confused about her mom knowing or not knowing the family lineage whatever you you've done a pretty decent job with a lot of the the history i think and they've stuff. made it sound like the grandmother tried to tell her and she didn't believe her yeah but then she's like oh the stories were true and all of a sudden she believes them now. but it didn't come off that way to me at all yeah so well I no just, i'm going off of just the dialogue they had yeah no exactly this is what yeah. i'm saying though is that it was so vague and oh, her, was very vague. her reaction was so middling yes that it just didn't it didn't make sense it didn't that's his whole fucking show yeah so and the acting in other scenes is really good so it doesn't make any sense that's here like it's literally just in these little bubbles of the superhero stuff happening whenever superhero stuff starts happening the show takes a a huge nosedive right into the pavement and it just it's incredible to me because i can be watching it and being like well i'm enjoying this this scene is actually giving me goosebumps i like this the writing here is good the the plotting here is good. The acting is really solid. I like this look into Islamic culture and, and you know, this family in particular and how they handle day-to-day life and how they interact with each other and all these other ideas that they seem to be building organically. I like all this stuff. And then we get to the superhero stuff. And it's just, bam, yeah. damn. Guess what episode six is? It's all superhero stuff. Which the inner, the conflict between the Scooby gang and control at the high school was such a missed opportunity because they could have actually built some kind of tension mm-hmm. and made it into something interesting. But it went, it turned out to be a goofy slapstick mm-hmm. thing. I think the best way that I can put it, let me see, how can I put this? It was a waste of my goddamn time oh, it was horrible. for 15 minutes. And it was something, this I think has the best metaphor for this show. Okay, so first off, let's set the scene. Okay. Bruno is helping Kamran, who is doubled over. He can't fully support his own weight. He needs someone around to help him. They, they're trying to escape. They continue to try and escape all episode long, and it leads them into the high school. Mm. Kamala meets them at the high school, and she gets a costume from her mom which they take a very long time in this shot. There were how many long, drawn-out shots. There were so many moments where I was like, you finished editing the show, and you realized that you had five minutes left. And so you just dragged out all these shots. And they did a build-up for this costume that only geeks 
who already don't like this show mm -hmm. would appreciate. Not only that, the elements of it were just like, it was so, it smacked so heavily of Marvel trying to clean up after their own missed opportunities. Yes. So we don't introduce Carol until the very end of phase three. So, but we want to do Miss Marvel immediately in phase four. Well, here's the thing. Carol has been off planet this whole time because you set her movie in the past. Yes. And then you've just talked about how she's just off world all the time. So I appreciate that Kamala is inspired by her. The issue, though, is that Carol has had one costume, which means she's had one emblem, which means Kamala taking her emblem doesn't make sense. Yes. So they come up with this other hackneyed thing where Kamala's necklace breaks and it looks like the Miss Marvel logo. And so the mom gets her a costume with that on it. And I'm just like, okay... I thought you were going to build the costume organically because the Red Daggers guy kept on giving her costume pieces. Mm. So I was thought, like, oh, they're going to actually build the costume work. No. Mom's going to give it to her, and then we're going to have this very long shot of oh them going God. down the hallway. Fine. So we finally get to the high school, and it just it becomes this issue where I can tell you don't care as a writer. Yeah. Because literally, characters, plural, show up out of literally nowhere. Yes, and they even acknowledge that. And they come up with these feeble, stupid reasons why they're there. Yeah. And it's just this ridiculous thing because they had this finale that they couldn't do with just three people. They couldn't do with just four people. They needed six people. So they brought in two characters who have no business being there and who we have not seen in any way entering the space. They just show up. They just show up. And this is this is something that's going to continue to happen all episode long. It's just shit happens. And it doesn't fucking matter. Don't think about it. Don't hang on it because we're moving on immediately to the next thing. And the control shock troopers. Tell me you didn't imagine them wearing stormtrooper outfits. How incompetent and how bad a shot they were and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, these are stormtroopers. They just gave them different outfits. Yeah. Because they made them into these bumbling idiots yeah. who can't catch five kids yeah. with fucking fire extinguishers. It's like, really? So, so I at this point, I'm annoyed. Yes. I'm not angry yet. I'm just annoyed. I was angry. So I, I'm watching this, and I'm like, fine, what are you going to do with this? So what do they do with this? Comron, <laughs> this entire time, can barely walk. The only time he seems to recover in any way is when he uses his powers. Yes. They don't touch on that in any capacity. Nope. That is something that I just observed. Mm -hmm. So it might be a thing. It might not be a thing. We don't know. But anyway, so he is going to be their decoy because that's who the control people are all after. So Comron, who can't support his own weight, throws on a hoodie and runs down a hallway after shouting at the control guys. And then I guess ducks into a room, changes back into his regular costume and hobbles off to find Kamala because the next time we see him, he's back in his regular costume, yeah. hobbling around like he can't walk. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is happening? It happened so quick. What is happening? So quick. I had to go back and rewind because I was like, it was Comron, right? It oh, wasn't, it was definitely him. It wasn't Bruno in a costume. No, no. it was definitely Comron. It was him taunting. It was 100% him. And he runs off like the goddamn Flash and is fine. And then now he's doubled over. He can't walk. He needs someone to, to support his weight. Yeah. And it was just, like, just this, it ping-ponged back and forth because they kept on introducing these things that would seemingly, this is the whole show, be important, 
introduce concepts that seemingly are important mm. that then mean nothing in the end. So Zoe, who's here for some reason, I guess because the theater has good lighting, and so she shoots all of her Instagrams there because that's more convenient. But she than... hasn't been around since the first episode. Yeah, I just I that that was really dumb. That was really dumb. Like that's that's kind of pushing. So they do <laughs> they do the whole blackboard thing where they're like, "This is our plan. Let me oh draw God. it out as a diagram," and. One of the things that they explicitly call out is, Zoe, you're on the softball team, right? And she's like, yes. And they're like, we're going to need a lot of softballs. And so next time we see this plan in action, and this is where we get to the point that I think really illustrates that they don't care. That they just don't care. They have three baskets that are clearly full of baseballs. Yes. Very clearly full of baseballs. And this entire time they've been calling them softballs. And I guess the prop people couldn't be bothered to get the right kind of fucking ball. They're all sports balls, right? They all look the same, right? They're all the exact same size, right? No one will notice if we call them softballs and then explicitly have them as baseballs the entire rest of the show. And we're not going to call them baseballs. We're only ever going to call them softballs. Also, that whole thing about Zoe being on the softball team, which I'm like, oh, is she going to fast pitch at the control guys? That'd be cool. No, they just have pitching machines. Why the fuck does Zoe being on the fucking softball team even fucking matter? Because they just set up three fucking pitching yeah. machines and they just feed baseballs into them. And just because you're on the softball team doesn't mean you have unlimited access to the equipment. That stuff is like not, it, hey, you're on the team, so let's give you a key to the... Well, this girl is apparently so Instagram famous, she has access to the entire fucking school after hours. She yeah, can just oh, go God, there whenever she, she, she fucking wants. wants. I just... So I'm now I'm mad. <laughs> now I'm mad. the baseball thing that made me mad. Yeah. That was a small detail that made me really mad because it really illustrated that they just don't care. Yeah, they just they don't it. care. They can't be bothered. They don't care so much that it's not even that they just don't care. They cannot be bothered to care to get the smallest, most infinitesimal detail right. You just get this thing right. Just get this thing right. No, we're gonna have this be a microcosm of the entire fucking show. Okay. <sighs> Deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Damage control has been called off. Yes. Because they've realized that this is going to look like a fucking fiasco. And uh, the woman that's been chasing them and being kind of vaguely racist this whole time is like, nah, son, I had the tiger this shit. She is as close as you can come to a female with a black mustache that she curls. Yeah. Like, but you thought no, she was going to tie Kamala to train tracks. With no purpose. Like, no. it, it doesn't come out that, like, her family was killed by Enhanced. Thank you so it, much. It doesn't come out that there's any reason for her to hate Enhanced. She just seems hell-bent on bringing these two in for reasons that I can't understand because they literally haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. And even if they were playing off the she's racist against Muslims, they didn't make that clear enough. No. So you're like, either one of those ways would have made sense for her being the way she She's is. She's not explicitly racist against them when she goes to the mosque. The entire purpose of that is the U.S. government. She represents the U.S. Yes. government. So in the sense that the U.S. government is racist, she is racist. But she is not overtly racist to them. Yes. Any more than the U.S. government is. Yes. Oh, God, I don't... So we get out of the school. <laughs> and by the way, this is going exactly how I expected it to go. So continue. So we get, we get out of the school. I'm going to cut... 
past all the stuff with Bruno and his crew being thrown in the back of a truck. Yeah. And all this other stuff. They get caught. And then all the family showing up yeah. because the Instagram chick they, put the, out a live stream. The, large, the, lar- the biggest part of their plot was that they were going to have Zoe contact all of her fans. Yeah. And have them all come down to watch Damage Control commit these atrocities against the community. Yeah. It works. And as a subplot... But it works for like 25 people. It's like, it would have been better if there was like 100 people. Well, like they they play it off for jokes where like the followers that they show were all people that you wouldn't expect to follow this high school blonde. So like, but that doesn't come up (laughs) in anything else here. And whatever, fine. You're doing a social media thing. This whole thing has been a social media thing now. It's all a social media thing. It's all an allegory for cops being caught on camera committing felonies. Yep, yep, yep. That's the whole we're just, that's the whole thing. Fine. That's fine. We're going to do that. That's fine. So they bring out the sonic cannon that they used against the Hulk, which I was like, "All right, you know, fair. That's kind of cool. I like that." Yeah. And they fire it at them and break Kamala's shield. I should mention Kamran's gone nuts at this point. He's yeah. just decided he's done with the cops. He's, he's just going to fight guy. his way out. Uh, for again, no real reason. Like he finds out that his mom's dead, and I guess that could be the catalyst that makes him be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna fight the cops." But like, but then they set that up too, where Bruno's like, "Do not tell him his mom's dead," and yeah. it's like she's gonna tell him, and of something's course. gonna happen. Of course, of course. It's like that was such a spoon-fed moment. <laughs> Thanks for calling your shot. Yeah, I now I know where to put the camera. So anyway, what have I been asking for this whole season? What have I been really angry about that they haven't done? It has been that I've been waiting for an embiggen moment. Yes. Because that's a whole thing within her dialogue, within the the personality of Kamala Khan itself. She makes Simpsons references. Mm -hmm. And so she uses the term embiggen when talking about her powers. Flashback to episode two, when they're testing the upper limits of her powers, and she makes a big fist... And everybody in the room's like, oh, she's making a big fist. And I'm like, it's glowing. And they're like, yeah, ignore that it's glowing. She's making a big fist. And she drops it to the floor because it's too heavy. Fuck that idea. We're not doing that idea. She can now hold all of her constructs no matter how big they are. So she does embiggen. Finally, we finally get embiggen. And all I can think is, but the laser light show is so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. And you gave her four shields, which she shouldn't have, and a bangle that allows her to travel in time, and other things we're going to get to. And, uh, <laughs> the fact that you're doing in Biggin doesn't make this better. I like her fight scene elements. I like the way that she approaches the fight scene. I like that she smashes the big sonic cannon that they have, and then turns around and asks the guys in the truck, are you okay? Yeah, that was kind of That was cool. great. I, these are the moments that are great. Yeah. I love that. Do more of that. No, 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 son. We're going to do more of this shit. And it's just Light Show and Kamran having vague control over his powers. He wrecks the truck that Bruno and the gang are in. And almost and kills them. somehow doesn't kill them? Yeah. Because Kamala's brother and Bruno were sitting with their back to the fight. The light thing comes bounding it and it's we see how sharp it is and no one's dead (laughs) it punctures the truck and no one's dead and for the fifth time in this show i'm like they should be dead yeah they they should be dead fine (laughs) whatever kamala makes this big bubble so that damage control can't get kamran and kamran can't get her she hits the ground (laughs) and he disappears (laughs) yeah 
She creates a hole. And for some reason, his constructs don't fade when he leaves. Mm -hmm. It's only when she lowers her constructs that his constructs start going away. Which I'm just like, internal logic, guys. Come on. Come on. Internal logic. Let's do it. You can do it. You're not doing it. You're actively not doing it. Come on, do it. It doesn't take that much. His constructs would leave the moment he left. The moment he relaxes and we see his constructs fading within the bubble, all of his constructs outside should go. Yeah. Okay? Like, even if he's un... If he can't control his powers, the idea that he wouldn't... He, he would release some of his powers but not all of his powers when he can't control any of his powers is just... I don't know what to do with that. I always think of it as muscle control. And, it you know, there's fine motor control. There's a lot of things that have to go into even just making a single fist. Mm. So I get it. It's complicated. And it's all connected to a person's brain. And they're learning how to do all these things. Like, they're learning how to stretch a new limb. And I get it. But if you moved out your arm and relaxed everything and you've never used your arm before, I don't think you would hold your fist. Yeah. You know, I just don't think so. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just angry and petty at this point because... I'm just waiting for this show to be done. So the grand finale is that Damage Control is going to arrest Kamala. And the entire community breaks through the police line and surrounds her. And then even the cops turn around. Yeah, they turn around. Uh, and they turn around like military. It was men. such a crazy <laughs> moment. And it was just like, what are we doing? Yeah. This is the problem is that they're too militaristic. They don't make them look militaristic. That's fine. Also, I don't believe you that the state's on their side. I just don't. Yeah, I don't believe that I just either. don't. Fine. <laughs> Fine. So we get through all this, and Kamala runs off into the sunset because her modus operandi for travel is these little pods that she walks on, mm. to which I say, I lived in New York City. I walked in New York City every day for a great portion of my life mm. in the last 10 years. And walking is so slow. I don't care if you can get over traffic. I don't care if you don't have to stop at stop signs. I don't care anything. Which, by the way, she still stops at stop signs. It would still be so slow compared to her stretchy legs <laughs> that allow her to walk half a block in a single step. I don't know. I think you're trying to sell me something and I'm not buying it. Mm. That she can just hop, skip, and jump around Jersey City like it's nothing on these little, you know, telepads that aren't teleporters. They just hold in the air. That's so dumb. So anyway, speaking of dumb, let's, so they, they double fisted me. They gave me the two of her. They, so. (laughs) Okay. Bruno's been doing research. Yes. (laughs) Bruno's been doing research because apparently Kamala's brother wanted to find out if he put on the bracelet, if it would affect him the same way. Yes. Because that's the story that you've been selling us this whole time! The whole time! Pointedly, annoyingly, frustratingly. Oh, guess what? There's something else in her genes. And I hold my breath and I'm like, if you say inhuman, we can talk. We can talk. I'm not going to be happy, but we can talk. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Kamala Wolverine. Mutant. You're like a mutant. I couldn't believe when I heard that. I flames out of my head. Yeah. Like, I could not believe. Like Madeline Kahn in Clue. Just rage and flames. Yes. And you play the jingle like you deserve a pat on the back for coming up with this idea. So, let's break it down. This entire season, she hasn't been inhuman. She's been Jin. That's very pointedly that she's Jin and that her powers are tied to the Jin reality and that she has them because of the bangle. Yes. Nope! 
She's a mutant. <laughs> she's not even inhuman. She's a fucking mutant. Yep. Guess what, fanboys? You were angry before? Fuck you. We're doubling down. We're going to trash our own plot that we spent the entire season building and say, nah, 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 sister, there's a hanging chat on this one. She's a mutant. She's a mutant. And that's how they introduce mutants into the MCU, that it's from a different dimension. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a creature that's considered a djinn, but it's just really a mutant. Not even, not even. It's not even that she's a djinn and that makes her a mutant. It's that there's some other element in her DNA yeah. besides being a djinn that's weird. And yeah. it's that she has the X gene in her DNA. And that, not being a djinn, allows her to have powers. Because the bangle is connecting to that and giving her powers. And the powers just happen to be based on her lineage which has nothing to do with her powers other than the fact that they just happen to be based on her connection biologically to this other dimension. Yeah. But she's a mutant. What the fuck are you doing? First off, you get no points for bringing this to me. You no, get nothing. You get nothing but shame and, and disparaging remarks from me, good sir, because I have nothing friendly to say to you about this idea. Second, what the fuck? are we doing what was the purpose of this what was what was the purpose of this entire season yeah like, what are we doing and then they're like we got to get kamala into the captain marvel movie right yeah okay yeah okay what if we have a scene that makes no sense whatsoever what if her bangle can allow her to teleport for no reason and swap places swap places specifically with Carol Danvers. But why? Oh, it's just an end credit scene that we, allows us to have Brie Larson in her room. Yeah. And it sets up the Marvels where we're going to pick up somewhere in that realm. And that's why she's going to be on this adventure with them. I guess cosmic hopping. Because we can't do anything local. We can't do rooftop warriors. We just can't do it. Sorry. It we dumbest. can't do it. It might be the worst end credit scene Marvel's ever It done. made me so mad. Because it just made like, no sense. What the actual fuck are we doing? It made no sense. So from now on, the bangle's just going to be able... It's Superman rules. It yeah. can just do anything that they, the writers need it to do. The writers have concocted a situation that they don't know how to get out of. The bangle suddenly can allow them to get out of it. I've been ranting about this for an hour. I'm so mad. I know you have. We're going to have to cut this show to just Strange New Worlds and this. Uh, <laughs> we may have to save Stranger Things for next week. Uh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Well, because it, it was terrible. And this is the thing. And the writing just got worse and worse every episode. And this is the thing that I'm not surprised. And that's the sad part. The way Marvel has been going in the MCU since Endgame, which once again, after rewatching that, I, I don't think it's as good a movie as everyone remembers it to be. Mm -hmm. This massive billion dollar blockbuster. I think the last third is. I still haven't gone back to watch but the first But even the last third, thirds. like it's just, it's it's not the best. Like it's, it's a formulaic kind of heartstring pulling. Like they really, it, I don't want to get into that. It, it wasn't as good. It, to me, yeah. to me, it's my my modern day Forrest Gump. Yeah. Where it was great the first time I saw it, and then it is not held up well. Yeah. Marvel, they've lost their way. Yeah. I don't know if Kevin Feige is just swimming in a pool of money, saying, eh, "I don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah. Get Kathleen Kennedy to do these movies. It'll be perfect." And this is what it's like, because it's very similar to what's happened with Star Wars, where they they say they have this idea. But then when you're watching these movies and these TV shows, you're like, you don't have a fucking idea. You have no clue. There is no cohesive bond between any of this shit. You can tell me 
over and over again that you were inspired and wanted to keep canonical elements within the body of the show. Yes. You can keep on telling me that in all the interviews. The work that you have submitted says otherwise, sir. You clearly don't care about canon. Yes. You, I, you got the family relationship right. You got it spot on. Congratulations. Full marks on that. Unfortunately, the rest of your report is a disaster. Oh, it's horrible. And it's so unacceptable. You and I love... Like, they did a fantastic job with the religious parts. The religious parts, the women parts, the, the parts cult, about women talking parts. to each other, all yes. these elements. The mother-daughter relationship, the grandmother-mother relationship. Great. Great. A little, the grandmother-mother relationship was a little on the nose. It was a little stereotypical. but whatever, A little bit, funny. but luckily it wasn't a major part of the yeah. show. But the superhero parts, like you said, are so bad. They're so bad. They're catastrophically bad. Really catastrophically. Like, the CGI is not good. No. At all. It once just again, blobs. It's just, it doesn't matter. Like, I heard someone compare this to Green Lantern. Green Lantern's constructs look like things. These yes. constructs look like big, spiky blobs. Yes. Which is an oxymoron. How do you have a spiky They're blob? very similar. If you go back and watch, and I don't ask anyone to do this because it's a terrible movie, the 2016 Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. The way they showed the ghosts in like the beginning and the end, very similar, not only in color and texture, it almost looked like they used those special effects from that 2016 movie mm -hmm. for the superpowers. Because they even, if you go back and look at all the ghosts, they're that purpley blue, mm -hmm. like all of her superpowers are. And it doesn't, it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good. And it makes me once again wonder, and I, I hate to bring it up as a comparison, but it is a comparison we should use. Paramount Plus, Strange New Worlds, even Discovery, Picard, these shows that are based on, you could say, technically a floundering franchise, even though we're all, like, I love it still, mm -hmm. and a lot of people love it. Star Trek is not... Like, I know people that won't see it just because they don't like Star Trek. And it's like, you gotta see it. You don't yeah. understand how good it is. Yeah. The special effects in those shows, all of those shows, are fantastic. Even the Orville, I started watching the Seth MacFarlane one, the Orville. Special effects are fantastic mm -hmm. in those shows. You look at these Marvel and Star Wars shows on Disney+, Plus; they're terrible. And I don't understand. The thing that I don't get that makes me most crazy is like, to what purpose? To what end? You, you would have had to use CGI to do her actual powers anyway. And so you gave her the bubble shields, which gives her this way of traveling and allows her to do four shields, which are two things that I think are stupid. But you're still going to do the embiggen powers. But when she does the embiggen powers, it's like if you go to a 3D movie and you take your glasses off and you try oh, to watch yeah. it, it makes everything look, it look fuzzy. Just like, ah, that was a good analogy. You, it looks just like you that. You can't focus nope. on anything. And it's the blue and red. Yeah. And it just, there's no way to focus on what she's doing, on what the shape is, on what is happening. And doesn't help that they keep cutting away and doing these kind of... Yeah. Um, just 3D. Just, uh, <laughs> they, they do these like artistic shots where they show her shadow moving. Yeah. Like she's Batman or something. and But you never actually see her or you just see her sneakers or something. Yeah. And it, it's just like, I, I can't focus on anything that I'm watching right now because of the light show, which I also hate coincidentally. Yes. And I, I'm not... I'm not a fan. And it has... I cannot stress enough. I think Amon Vellani is perfect for the role. Yes. I think that they had all the right actors in place. 
I think that they had a great story when it came to the community and the family elements yes. and the, the cultural elements. But, like, the thing... Okay, I agree with you that I like Amad Vellani, right? That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I loved her in the, in the part. But, and I, once again, brought this up with my wife and she agreed, the big problem I had with her is they turned her not into a superhero, but into a reaction. Because mm-hmm. if you watch, in a lot of scenes, the camera just does like a quick close-up on her face. What's her reaction to this? Oh, what's going on? What's her reaction? Is she using her superpowers? No. She's giving doe eyes at a boy. She's giving concerned looks at this. And then it cuts away, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What? Like, it started to really bother me. Yeah. Especially in these last two episodes. Oh, yeah. Where it's like that whole part where her shield burst. And what's his nuts is laying on the ground, half dead, mm-hmm. and she's trying to get to her feet, and everyone's giving her the Rocky. Yeah, like you can almost up. hear Adrian go, Rocky, get up! And she's trying to get up, and she's giving reaction. She's looking at the crowd and her family, and she's looking at the boy, and then she does the Hulk Hogan where she starts shaking, and then she does the Embiggen. Yeah. But you're like, that is so dumb. It's so overused in these female centric roles where it's like, they can't just do the action. They have to do five reactions. You have to see all of their emotions, and then they do the action. I think it's actually, I, I don't know that's even a female thing, because it sounds and reminds me a lot of the Raimi Spider-Man movies, where there's just a lot of reaction shots to Tobey Maguire seeing something. I could see or that. having something. I, I guess it's been a while since yeah. I've seen the Raimi movies. That's just how I remember them, yeah. is just everything is three more shots than it needs to be. Yeah. And women screaming into camera. But it's like this. The difference is, is this woman is she's the hero of the show, mm-hmm. and they just they don't make her look like the hero. No, you know they give her the costume. I understand she's a teenager and she's still learning things, but if you look at the classics, let's look at the Raimi thing mm-hmm. with Spider-Man. He has these insecurities and issues, but when he's thrown into the heat of it, he figures it out pretty fast. Yeah. and same thing in the comic books. Where her, it just it's like. How many times she's could, she could have saved people from getting hurt mm-hmm. or saved herself from getting into tough situations by just using her powers, mm-hmm. which she doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about the whole wedding scene where it's like, how long did it take her to use her power and then she stopped using it? Yeah. And it's like, why would you write this like this? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand any of the impetus for making anything here. No, I it made no sense. It. it makes me very angry. It makes me very sad. It's definitely one of those things that's in the bottom tier, and I hate putting it there. I hate. Oh, it's a D. Like, I put it in a D. It would have been an F if it wasn't for the family aspect, yeah. but I put it as a D. I, I'm happy flambeing Loki. The more I think about Loki, the more I hate it. Yeah. I, there's so many elements of that show that I did not like. So, like, I'm, I'm happy throwing that on the grill and just, like, letting it burn like an old T-shirt. But this, I wanted something from. This, I had hope for. Yeah. And from the moment I saw that they were doing the light show, I knew that this was going to be frustrating. And I spent a solid two hours today just trying not to rant about how frustrated I was with so many elements of this show. Mm -hmm. And just like, you got, ironically, hilariously, you have a perfect Peter Parker. Congratulations. You really do. Bruno's. You made a perfect Peter Parker. They did it, folks. This is it. This is the one. This is him. He doesn't even have parents. It's him. Get him an aunt. Have him move to Queens. He's Peter Parker. Yep. That's the best thing I can tell you about the show. And the family stuff is really good. Other than that, 
I got it. Really very is few true, especially with all the science stuff. Bruno yeah. is, and he's a jack of all okay. trades scientist. Oh my god! Oh my god! You just made me think. Why, when they were showing them concocting their foam concoction, yeah, they had him dancing with a skeleton. In I the saw background. that in the background. I was like, "What is happening?" I was like, "This kid is like the serious scientist of the group." And when they're doing serious life-saving to save their lives science stuff, she's measuring stuff, and they never make her out to be this, like, scientific genius. And he's dancing with a skeleton. That made me mad. That that made me mad right there, because I'm like... If he was doing the science stuff and was irritated because she was dancing with a skeleton, totally would have made sense for the characters. Yeah. 100% made sense. That scene made no sense. Yeah, no, it made no sense. And that, and, and I really, I can't stress enough how much, I think out of this whole show, I was indifferent until that high school scene. That high school scene made me so mad because it was so poorly done. They tried. And, and so slapstick. Yeah. Except for when they threw Bruno against the window. I was like, yeah. Jesus, that took a turn. He, he gets, he gets uh, what's it called? With uh, the butt of the gun, I can't remember what it's called when you get hit with the butt of the gun. I can't remember yeah. either. Um, but he gets he gets jacked in the face, yeah, and then thrown against a window, and which like the tone of that whole scene, yeah, that did not fit with the tone whatsoever. And then when they show him in the, I'm sorry, when you get, I think butt stroked or whatever, when you get hit with the butt of a gun and slammed against a window, mm-hmm. it's a gonna leave a mark, and two probably gonna leave you a little woozy. Yeah. But then when they show him in the back of the truck kid looked like he just walked off a runway yeah he's fine perfect face yeah nothing you know 100 percent with it it's like dude you just got hit with the butt of a gun and slammed into a glass window yeah i'm sorry no that didn't feel good man no that didn't feel good at all and you would have been a mark of some kind because there was also the metal blinds yeah that he hit too would have left a mark yeah it was one of the most spider-man moments was him being like hey guys come dance with me hey hey and he gets fucked in the face yeah literally fucked in the face. you know it's not a it's not a barren wasteland it's missed opportunities mm. they had the opportunity to do something really special here they had the right cast they had the right writers they had the right people behind it they just needed and this is a weird comparison they needed Zack snyder when wonder woman when you're watching the original wonder woman and she gets to the fight scenes in france you can tell Zack snyder has started filming those scenes like he it, it was said that he was helping out with stuff yes. during the filming. He clearly mm. shot the action sequences mm. for those particular moments because they look right out of a Zack Snyder movie. This needed a Zack Snyder type to come in and be like, okay, now that we got the culture stuff set, let's do the, the superhero stuff, and we're going to not do this, <laughs> and we're not going to do this, and we're definitely not going to do this. Mm. And I just, so many bad ideas. The reason I wrote the first two books I wrote the way I wrote them is because mm-hmm. I was frustrated with media dumbing down, A, having to have a female attached to a male, and this one, a love triangle between two males, mm-hmm. technically. No, three males, because you have the guy, the, the, guy, the, the, the red, red dagger. Yeah. So you have three males she's in a love triangle with, even though Bruno, I don't think she looks at that way, but the other two she definitely has feelings mm-hmm. for. She makes eyes at actively. Exactly. You have to attach a female to a male. And then you have to, anything made for kids has to be stupid. Yeah. And I'd still say that they made this show intentionally for teenagers mm-hmm. te- or like preteen to teenage kids. And they intentionally used the light show and dumped it down for that audience. And that pisses me off mm-hmm. because I know 
kids that age, especially the nerdy ones that love Marvel, like truly love Marvel and actually read the comic books, probably don't like it either. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, or they like it because they think they have to because it's you know it's flashy and it's got. No, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. You don't have to dumb it down. They're smart. Kids are really fucking smart. All I'm going to say is, first off, there's some great cartoons that illustrate how smart kids are. Oh, exactly. And how on the ball they are. Any number of DC shows uh, and quite a few Marvel shows, depending on which Marvel shows. Well, we already talked about one. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Right there, that was made for kids, and that was not a dumbed-down movie. No. Not even a little the bit. The themes, the tone, everything was on point in that yeah. movie. I think that another great comparison is the first season of the flash the first season of the flash is 26 episodes long yes and yes that gives them a lot more time to explore things but they hold to the characters yep. when you hear a character introduced and they name them you can look them up in the dc almanac and be like oh it's that character and they have those powers and it's that they're doing an accurate portrayal of that character yeah. in six episodes they couldn't do that no they, not even once they couldn't do it and it just she doesn't have a, a foe she has vague enemies who have things happen in convenient locations but i don't know that she really has a, a rogues gallery i couldn't yeah. really sit here and be like oh yeah she who did she fight i guess she fought Kamran, and i guess she fought Kamran's mom and i guess she fought damage control but like there wasn't a joker yeah there wasn't a green goblin there wasn't a pigeon man yeah (laughs) there's nothing and there's and i thought about this too especially at the end of that episode after the whole school scene Mm -hmm. something you said especially knowing with carol danvers that this is happening in the mcu's universe yeah where the hell is spider-man spider-man would have at least looked into what's going on that was the other thing that pissed me off. Where is he? That was the other thing that pissed me off. So, so first off, before I get to what pissed me off, was, I again, things that you could have done to make things better. If you had just even mentioned the Devil of Hell Kitchen, yeah, that we too. can get started. We can get started, but you didn't even do that. But the thing that made me pause and once again say, you just don't care. You just actively mm. don't care, is after the little cold open and the, the Marvel roll... They open on a shot of New York Bay and the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty, somewhat famously, was under construction Can't and being given new parts. Yep. So when the hell does this take place? Oops! We didn't do that! So does it take place before the snap? I don't know. Does it take... No, it has to take place after the snap because Carol came... She, she knows Carol, and Carol's only been part of the most recent events... She yeah, hasn't with, been around. With Endgame. Yeah. That's right. So it has to be post-snap. When does this take... I think it's not when this takes place. I think you forgot. I think you just didn't that, care I enough never to do that. it. I absolutely did not catch that. I think they just didn't care enough to do it. And it just, again, it just shows like, we don't care. We, this is not the focus of what we're doing on the show. The superhero stuff, the, the universe, the lore, we don't care. Fuck all that shit. Well, also, this makes me wonder now, is there a unified vision with these shows? Mm-hmm. Or are they doing their own thing, and then in the end credit scene, they're like, we're going to throw Carol Danvers in there to connect it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Kevin Feige really didn't have too big an idea of what was going on, or just he didn't 
give a shit enough to make yeah. sure they connected. Because that's true. That's a huge, glaring miss. It just happened. Jarring. It was a huge deal, and it just happened, and it it's just not there. Yeah. It's just not there. It's not referenced. There's nothing. There's a huge void of anything there. Shit. And it's just like, these are the things you gotta do. I don't think that Avenger Tower was in the, the skyline. No, not at all. Like, these are the things you gotta do. You, I cannot stress enough. These are the things that hold the fabric of your universe together. If you don't, make sure that your knitting is good and your stitching is strong. Whole thing's gonna fall apart. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens here. The whole thing And unravels. it's shocking because in the first three phases, they were able to do that. Yeah. And then it seems like now they're just like, fuck it. Fuck it. No one's gonna give a shit. We're gonna make a ton of money. I mean, look at Thor 11 Thunder. It's, it's gonna make a billion dollars. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, screw it. Fuck it. We have new gods. Fuck it. Where have they been this whole time? Fuck it. We cave Olympus to the Eternals. Fuck it. <laughs> Where are the Olympians going to be from? Uh, I read a timeline that someone put together uh-huh. of where the gods have been. And I was just like, even this is weak sauce, dude. This is some weak sauce, dude. And this is someone making excuses for Marvel. And I'm just like, nah, dude. Nah, dude. I don't buy a second of this shit. So what do you grade this piece of shit? I want to give it two grades. I want to say that the family and culture stuff is a solid A. Because it deserves to be called out as a solid A. Yes. It deserves that. It's that good. It, it deserves to be called an A. Unfortunately. It has to drag around like an a A-plus student in a bad team presenting a team project. has to drag around a lot of fucking dead weight. And the dead weight brings this down drastically i would put it like i can't put it above a d can't put it above a d like even a c minus seems too high that's too high because like i agree dude the superhero stuff is an f minus 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 yeah the family stuff i would give a solid b because like you said there were a couple issues i i don't know enough about the islamic culture but to me if this is real life like Mm -hmm. what you would see interactions with family members to me, it would be like the Islamic Moonstruck. Yeah. Because it, ha- it has same be- similar beats between the family members. Yeah. But yeah, the superhero stuff is horrific. It's a crater. Like, it's truly bad. It's really, really and bad. so is the directing. So is the editing. Mm-hmm. So is the everything. Like They're, just, they're hot bad. and cold on the bits. So, like, they start off that she's a YouTuber, and then they never bring that up again. But when she's hanging out with the Red Dagger and his friends on the beach... She refers to her YouTuber tag, and I'm just like, oh, that's right. I forgot that was even a storyline because you haven't talked about yeah. it once. Shazam talked more about his powers online than you have. Yeah, and exactly. you have a YouTube channel that you actively keep up, supposedly. So, it just like... And I, gotta, I just thought of something that I have to mention because it drives me nuts. She finds out her best friend's building exploded. Mm-hmm. And her other friends called and said... The other dude, both of them are coming. We need you right now. She goes to run, and the mother's like, oh, I made this for you. And they have this long, drawn-out mother-daughter moment. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're in a rush. Fuck the costume. Even then, you're like, I gotta go. I'll look at it later. You just spent the last three episodes running around with your mask on and no other costume elements. Like, that made it better. It didn't make it better. No. Just, you know what would solve this problem? She had a fucking costume by episode two. Yeah. We wouldn't have to have a whole moment where she gets a costume at the end of the season because, hey, guess what? (laughs) 
You should have been wearing the costume the whole yeah. fucking time. You don't even have the excuse that other superhero things have where it's like, well, normal, average, everyday people don't wear costumes. You're literally in a universe that has had superheroes for at least a hundred years. Yeah. People wear costumes. Especially huge Avenger fans. She would get a costume immediately. Yeah. She would have spent episode two making a fucking costume. But no. Nah. Nah, son. Or Bruno would have made her a costume. Anything. Somebody. Anything. I would have taken anything. But no, we gotta wait till episode six. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think this has become the Miss Marvel show because I'm spent. Yeah. And we've talked for like an hour and a half. We've, we've gone an hour and 15 minutes. Do you want to talk so, a little bit about Strange New Worlds? No, because episode 9 and 10, for a series that was so great, I think were the two best episodes of the series. I know. And I, especially episode 9. I know. Episode 9 needs time, and we do not have the time. Uh, I know. I think we need to push uh, Strange... It's next episode is going to be a strange new episode because it's yeah. going to be strange new world stranger things oh, it has to be we're going to be so late <laughs> we're going to be so late but you know what we're not going to get any of that hot google search whatever it's called oh uh, we'll get hot google search don't worry yeah, yeah, yeah. oh god i just can't i can't yeah i can't even think about anything this right just, now this just this just this wiped me out this just hurt me so badly so deeply and that's you know i talk a big game. I'm not like this huge Miss Marvel aficionado or anything like that. But like it just when I see that you get it so fantastically wrong. Yeah. I have to call it out. I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Well, but they tried their best." I'm going to be like, "No, you didn't try your best." Yeah. In fact, there are large swaths of the show where it seems like you didn't try at all. It's maddening from small tiny details to big big details. The writing it's really bad. Like, not in terms of the dialogue. It's not yeah. like the way that, you know, the writing's bad because the way characters talk to each other isn't realistic. No, that's not the problem. The problem is that things just happen for no reason in convenient locations and then stop happening for very little reason except that they supposedly cause other actions to take place. But the writing is so vague and so hot and cold mm -hmm. on the superhero stuff that none of that shit translates. Yeah. Not even for a second. Not even for an instant. And I looked at it as a missed opportunity where if they had a different tone to the show, as far as toning down the color, giving her her original powers, that whole set in Pakistan mm -hmm. could have been like an Indiana Jones type thing. Mm -hmm. where if it, But it was just so goofy... Mm -hmm. That it could it, it never ended it, up being. It turned into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yes, I will, I will never ever let them live that down. Yes. The moment Ego walks them through his entire history with visual aids. Yes, that was the entirety of Episode Four. Was just let's walk through your history with visual aids, and now suddenly the bad guys are here because bad writing. There's no reason, it's just bad writing. Yeah. And then the bad guys chase them to a location where the veil opens for no reason, bad writing. And then they can't enter the veil, but also touching it doesn't unleash it upon our universe, but it does kill them, but it doesn't kill them uniformly because when the mom dies, it somehow closes, bad writing, and then she gives Kamran powers, hmm. bad writing. It's just over and mm. over again. Kamala's bracelet allows her to time travel. Bad writing. Kamala's bracelet allows her to move and teleport and switch places with Carol Danvers. Bad writing. Like, it's just so many bad decisions 
that even if the light show wasn't as frustrating as it is, mm. I'm not going to give you a MacGuffin that allows you to do shit when you just want to do shit. Yeah. I'm not going to give it to you, man. I'm not going to do it. You can't just come in here and have her have something that has the power of two of the Infinity Stones. You can't do it, man. You just, I got to stress it to you, you cannot do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that that should be the tagline for this whole episode of what you think of the show. No. 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 Well, ladies and gentlemen, sorry that this uh, peak and valley turned into just a steep cliff. Yeah. But I need a nap after this. That was incredible. It's everything I expected it to be. Tune in next week. We will talk about Strange New Worlds and Stranger Things because, honestly, those two shows were so spectacular that we easily... I think Strange New Worlds, we could talk almost an hour just on that. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. these last two episodes were fantastic. They're so so good. please, please look forward to that, folks. And if you have not watched that show, please go and watch it. But once again, Miss Marvel, we're both in the D to maybe a little worse, maybe a little better. We're in that D range with mm. the show. Um, did not like it. Marvel, I, I hate to see this because being the fact the show we are, we will have to continue to watch Marvel things. Oh, yeah. And if we didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't watch any more Marvel, to be honest with you. I, That's how bad it's been. I was, my my Marvel vigor was all spent after Endgame. Yes. I was done. That was it. I was done. And then the pandemic happened. Yes. And we had a full year off. And then... Uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. Which was great. Which brought me back in. Yes. And I was like, maybe I am. Maybe I can do Marvel stuff. And then Black Widow, Shang-Chi was good. And then... Well, Eternals was for Shanti. Eternals. And then... Fucking... But then Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter brought Soldier. Brought us back up. Then Moon Logan. Knight. We liked Moon Knight. Moon Knight's good. Moon Knight's good. Yeah. Like, I... Maybe... I Let me put it this way. I've gone from sitting here being like, man, I can't wait to watch She-Hulk, to being like, is She-Hulk gonna suck? Yeah. Don't... Please don't tell me She-Hulk's gonna suck, because I've been waiting for She-Hulk for, like, literally forever. Yeah. When we were going to talk about Stranger Things, I was going to talk about how I want Joe Quinn, as who plays Eddie, I want him to play Wonder Man. I want oh, him... Oh, he'd be great as Wonder Man. Because Wonder Man is just a little silly. He's a Hollywood actor, yep. but he gets real serious real fast. And Joe Quinn has the right look for it. He's the right age. Yeah. He's the right build. And just, like, bring me Simon Williams and have it be Joe Quinn... Because that dude knows how to fuck. And I just... I want to talk about that shit. Man, you watched a different Stranger Things than I watched. (laughs) (laughs) I have watched... I will say, I'm going to watch it again. I have watched the scene of Eddie's uh, solo on top of the the trailer. I've watched it so many times. I'm going to watch it again. That, to me, might be my favorite scene in television. I've rewatched all of it twice. It's so good. I... Have you seen the part where Metallica plays the song to that scene? No. Look on YouTube, and they actually have that scene playing on the TV, and Metallica plays the song along with him, uh-huh. and it's amazing. Yeah. Because you can tell they're even impressed by how good he plays that yeah. song. Yeah, no. Because he, he actually plays that song. I, I heard someone was butthurt because they were like, well, they did get a hand model for one shot. The shot is like literally a quarter of a second long, and it's just his hand going up the strings yes. really quickly during the solo and it's that's it the rest of it is him the rest of it and is him so doing good. the song it's so and it good. just ah uh, ah uh, 
I want to talk about Stranger Things because it's so much better than I. I rewatched Stranger Things, the whole thing, including part two, and then I rewatched several episodes of Strange New Worlds because I did not want to watch Miss Marvel, and so I put it off as long as I could. I literally watched it at 4:30 today. Yeah. And I'm not happy, man. I. And, I, and once again, I, the reason why I need to put this off till next week is once again, I think Stranger Things mm-hmm. easily could take oh, well over an hour. Oh, yeah. Stranger Worlds, episode 9, I could talk about for an hour. I, episode 10 is also out of this world fantastic. Fantastic. But 9? Nine, 9 is so good. 9 is... Like, anyone I want to say you need to watch the show, mm-hmm. I would almost say watch episode 9. Mm-hmm. And then start at one. Because when you see episode nine, you'll realize the quality of the show. Go back to episode one. Then. I would say watch episode four where the Gorner introduced. Well, that's true. Then watch nine. That's true. And then if you want to just watch any other episodes, because they're all standalone, you can just pick out whichever ones you want to watch. Uh, but I just, that episode nine was so It was so good. Fun. And it's partly because La'an is by far my favorite character in the yep. show by a wide margin uh and this is a, a on heavy episode but god damn also, it it's so good yeah, it's, it's so fucking but good but as good as lanana is i mean the whole big thing and i want to get the name right before i hammer hammer oh my we're not god gonna talk about, no we can't talk about oh! it. we can't talk about it we he can't made talk about me it. cry we can't talk about hammer. he made me cry we can't talk about it okay ladies and gentlemen nerdpod generations episode 64 the miss marvel rant once again we are massive nerds, and we hope you understand that the nerd rants we go on are from pure passion and love for the source material. We will voice our appreciation for things that we like, and we did in this, but understand when we give it criticism, it's because we care. Yeah. We do not criticize things just to be haters. I hate the people that used to do that. I remember this douchebag when I was in college. I think it was I was in uh, Berger's um, screenwriting class. Mm-hmm. This guy went on and on how, how much he hated Watchmen. Zack Snyder's Watchmen, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though he had not seen it. I remember this kid. Do you remember that the, douchebag? He sat in the front row. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. And that right there, I'm like, I never want to be that guy. And I hate to say this, but one of my brothers, not my older one that listens to the show, Andy, you're awesome, I love you. My other brother, when he was a teenager, he was this way too. If a large group of people loved something, he hated it. Yeah. And I don't want people to think we're like that. Like no. I, I'm going to use my reference to Ghostbusters 2016, I went into it wanting to like the movie after all the crap I heard about it, and I ended up not liking it just because it was a shitty movie. Yeah. It had nothing to do with any of the criticism. So once again, NerdPod Generations, episode 64. Um, look at us uh, Look us up on YouTube. Look us up on our personal website. You can find me at staylorbooks.com. Literally the only part of Ms. Marvel that we hated was the superhero stuff. 100%. It's literally just literally the, superhero the superhero stuff. stuff. Everything else if is If you strange. take that out, I would watch that as a sitcom. I absolutely. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Even if it was a sitcom that took place in the Marvel Universe and but didn't have superheroes. That is actually something I'm grateful for that it was a Miss Marvel show because it got me to watch the show. Yeah. Because I don't know if I... Honestly, I don't have time to watch things that aren't nerd-related. I Pretty much everything I watch revolves around revolves this around the show. <laughs> so I don't know if I would have watched it because I wouldn't have... It wouldn't have been on my radar. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I saw it for those parts, but I'm very pissed off about the rest. You probably wouldn't have finished it. No, so, like, not at all. Yeah. So where can they find you at? They can find me at, um, God, I can't even think. They can find me at JudsonStudios.work under the Bronx Division tab. And Lord help me, thank you for hanging in with Dude, me. Dude, next week, enemies. folks, it is going to be Love Fest Central. So if you want nothing but positivity, 
please check in next episode. Also, we are going to give you the best information on these two shows next episode. Stranger New World, Stranger Things, series finales. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great night, friends and enemies. I don't I want to talk about the strangers. <laughs> <laughs>